The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. Here we go, Talkin' Buds Leave Show. I said six days ago, Put the tissues away. Put the soap boxes away. No more tears. We're done crying. We'll go grab them and pull them all back out because it's time to cry. Yep. Holiday edition. On the heels of back-to-back losses. The first loss Tuesday night to the New York Rangers was just your classic. Wasn't their night. Bucks going in off skates. Weird deflections. You kind of just say, "What? It, that happens. The Rangers are a good team. Then they wheel into Buffalo on Thursday night, and we as a fan base sat back and watched Ilya Samsonov destroy the will of his own team because, quite frankly, that's what happened. He was horrendous, and the rest of the team packed it in. Yeah. I mean, he played his he played the same way as how I feel at this moment. Hungover. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was terrible. Yeah. And and I I stuck up I've been sticking up for him all year. Uh trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but that was the He's in Jack Campbell territory right now. He's in worse he's worse than that man. He's in like I, I don't know if that He's, Jack Campbell didn't he? Isn't Jack Campbell benched in the AHL right now? Yeah, okay, because he's tracking up in the. Well, like yeah, he's at that yeah. point now where it's he cannot. Like, he can't, what's the scenario here? The the first goal, like yeah, the first goal was awful. And then there was I can't remember which one it was after the one that he got yanked. Another one that went through him. And like that's what we've been saying. Like pucks are going through him, and you can see it sort of make its way through the rest of the team. Like they they were fucking terrible defensively in, in Buffalo. Let's let's not get that mixed up. They were they were awful, but Austin Matthews said after the game that it was the worst loss in his entire career as a since he's been here. Yeah. Uh, he thought that that was the worst loss and I don't know. I they always go in there and suck. It's like, true. It's a, that, that that barn. It's just like I don't know what vibes. it is. It's just always bad vibes in there. They always go in there and suck. But it's just when when you're already not confident in your goalie, and Jordan Greenway, not a prolific goal scorer, decides to fire it on net from the blue line, and it just cleanly beats your goalie. It's just it was it was over after that. One nothing. The game was over. So what what do you do? Because you can't play them anymore. Like you, well, you, there's no options to bring people up. Currently, you have a prospect playing extremely well in the AHL, and for me, you leave him down there. He's not the answer to anything right now, in my opinion. You just got to ride Martin Jones and just have Samsonov be ready for a back-to-back and just don't pencil him in for any other starting role unless it's a back-to-back. Like that, that's all you can really do right now. And then hopefully Joe Wall comes back Joel sooner Wall's, than we think. Yeah, he's not coming. Kipper said on the pregame last night, and I agree, like 
high ankle sprain. Like, how long was Lilligren out for? Five, six weeks? Yeah. And I think for a goalie that's got the lateral movement, it could be even longer than that. To well, he's already been out, what, a week, two weeks? Yeah. So, I mean, you're it's probably Feb- looking at another month. Yeah, you're looking at February. So you have a lot of time. And then things can change very quickly as well. Like, as bad as Samsonov looked, Martin Jones could go in and look just as bad any game now. Like, he's played extremely well for what the expectation was. But we know how things can flip-flop in this league very quickly. But as of right now, you're penciling in Martin Jones for every start. That's not a back-to-back going forward. Until he until he has one of those performances. I just think I was thinking this watching the game, like they're kind of fucked here. Because of what you said. Like, I don't want to rush Hill to be up here. I think that would be a massive, massive mistake. But they might be in a situation where they would have to consider doing that because no. well, he's you just said you can't play the guy. Like he's got to a point up until Buffalo, it was He's had he's he's had a few starts, like two two starts this year where he's looked pretty good. And then other than that, he's been a gas can. So, so you've been like, okay, we're gonna let now we're in the situation with Wall. We're gonna let him sort of work it out and we're gonna keep putting him out there. Sheldon Keefe yesterday went like full Bill Belichick in the when they asked him why are you going with Samsonov tonight? He just goes, Well, he's gotta play. So that goes to show you it's just a bad vibe, like that dude's confidence in himself is completely shot. The organization's confidence in him is completely shot. His teammates' confidence in him is completely shot. It's a it's a bad, bad vibe around Ilya Samsonov. Yeah, I'm just not ready to um, start thinking of crazy solutions yet. Like, your your only move is to start Martin Jones... Uh, in the next game on Saturday. So it's like that. That is the only move you have. And then you just hopefully ride him and have him play as well as he's been playing. Like, even if he's playing like just a little bit below of how amazing he's been, like that's good enough. Anything better than what Samsonov's giving you. But also, like, Samsonov could get like, he can be in the net in a back-to-back, have a half-decent game, and then all of a sudden it's just like the, the narrative's flipped a bit. So, like, I was, I wouldn't start thinking of crazy things right now, like calling up a guy who's 22 years old in the AHL who we have high hopes. We, we get excited when we hear about how well he's doing because of the, pr- the prospect of that in years to come. But I, I just think right now you just you just you got to put, put his ass on the bench and... Hopefully when he does get back in there, because he's going to have to, because there's no other solution. I worry that he's at a point where he needs to like take some time away. Like I, that's what I worry about. Like I worry he's the dude mentally is in a dark, dark place, like a dark place. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty. And and they, they hung him out to dry a little bit last night. Like like there's a few goals that he was. There's just too many. It's just been. Like, you can't let that goal in no. to start that game. No. Especially when... Because I thought I actually thought they were pretty good in the first period. Like, they were they were kind of skating with them, and it was... I was sitting there going, okay, this is going to be a 6-5 back and forth. Nobody can stop a puck game. And then it went off the rails. Yeah. I wish there was a, a, a really good solution that I could think of, of what you do in this situation. But unfortunately, you just don't have the luxury to come up with any magical solution. You just have to 
Well, start and, Jones and hope he plays well. That, and this that's, team, real, that's all you can do. Sheldon Keefe's got to get these guys to buy in defensively a little more when your goaltending is in this predicament. Like you, you can't, you can't give, they turn the puck over like crazy in their own end. Guys are left. What, how many wide open looks did a Buffalo Sabre player have? Thursday night. Yeah, the Sabres were also extremely due. motivated. Yes. Well, they, they just got their doors life. blown off by the blue Jackets, So they yeah. were a motivated team. Donnie Granado's getting the, getting the Bronx cheer from the Sabres faithful, but you, you can't, when your goaltending is in this situation and you have, cause Martin Jones has been really good, but Martin Jones is a journeyman goalie. The guy's not coming in here and going to play unconscious. Like the level Joe wall was playing and steal you games. So you just, like you got to buy in a little better and be more committed. And I thought that they were like, like when Matthew says all round terrible effort from everybody, that that's what he's talking about. Like yeah. everybody just like, come on. Yeah. I mean, nine goals. is it's, That's it's, fucking yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Nine goals is a lot. Yes. But I mean, yeah, it's just Buffalo was due. The Leafs were kind of due. Samsonov's awful. When they, when the Leafs get exposed, we know what happens when they're not, Playing their best defensive game, we know how ugly we can get, and just it was a fucking disaster. Yeah, but you just gotta you just gotta move on. How about how about we do this? How about we go kick the shit out of Columbus? Yes, how about we go do that. Well, that was kind of going into the game. That, that was a lot of people were talking about that online. About you know, this is another this is a bad hockey team, and the Leafs have a history of playing down to their competition. Yeah. And discussing like, you know, why that is. And I just think, I think that's the personality. A team, talked about this a couple weeks ago. A team inherits the identity of its best players. Like, I was actually pretty happy to see those post-game comments from Matthews because I kind of was like, yeah, good. Like, be embarrassed. Like, like that was, that was fucking terrible. That That is unacceptable. I don't care how bad your goalie is. Like you just said, nine goals is a lot. Yeah. Nine goals is so be, a lot. Be pissed off and come back. And like, this has to stop. And part of it is coaching and getting these guys ready to play. But at the end of the day, it's like, this is, I do think this team inherits the personality of its best players. And I do think these guys to a degree are a bit, eh, it's Buffalo. And like I, they get psyched up for games against the Bruins, against the Lightning, against the Panthers, against the Rangers, against these, these the Avalanche, like these these top tier teams in the National Hockey League. But it's just, see, I think other teams get up to play them. Yes, like the when I'm everybody watching, hate, everybody hates the Leafs. When I'm watching the Buffalo Sabers, I'm I'm saying to myself, how is this team this bad in the standings? Like actually, they have a lot of tools. They have some stud defensemen. They have some good forwards. Obviously, they're not as dynamic as what the Leafs can throw out in the regular season, but I'm watching them. I'm like, how does this team suck that bad? And it's just, I think every time the Leafs roll into that barn and half the barn is filled with Leaf jerseys, those guys get pissed off and they play their asses off. And then your goalie doesn't make a save and then it just spirals from there. Yeah, I think we compare the Leafs to the Dallas Cowboys a lot. And I yeah, think that's I, I think, thing yeah, that they, I think. Like even Teams in Ottawa, to play yeah, them, you go yeah. in, you go in Ottawa. Well, they, they always, I said this uh, before. They always, uh, like, I don't care how bad the Senators and the Sabers are. Yeah, they always play always, them tough. Always play the Leafs tough. Yeah, always. always. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, it's a really weird thing to see this group consistently play down to its competition. I, I would. 
like to know. Like, I, I feel like every team kind of does that, though. Like, it's yeah, just so, like, I know, so I know think, we're like, I think this is one of those things that, like, we're, yeah, like, we're in the market yes. where, you know, I, I'm sure the Florida Panthers, who we, me and you both just think are, a devastating hockey team yes. when they're on their game. I'm sure they've gone into Barnes this year and lost to teams that were worse than they are. Yeah. I, I think every team does that to a certain degree. I think the NHL, I mean, obviously over the season, good teams end up being in the playoffs, but I think on any given night, if you don't show up, you can get beat by anybody. That's an interesting point. I think you're probably right on that. That's I, a super I think that's a point. market focused kind of take i'm sure every team plays down to their competition in some sort of way yeah i that's super interesting i would way rather you just, than... you just gave me a pause because you're right you're so right we just sit and we say well this this team and these guys i always play down to their competition and when are they going to get this sorted out and you want to yeah. prove that you're a different team this year and you want to whatever and it's like you're right. Every team probably does this. Hey, you just stop me dead in my tracks with that take. You can't like beat every like. Sometimes you're gonna go play San Jose and you're gonna suck. Like it's hard to. And 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 at the end of the day, they're they're like a hundred point hockey team, more than a hundred point hockey team. So at the end of the day, they do kind of win more than they lose. Yes. And so they, we like, talk about this team's ability to pick up points in the regular season. It's just when. Like you're good at like the game against the Rangers. Like they were just due for that loss. They didn't play bad, whatever. Just a couple lucky bounces. You're going to lose to to hockey teams during an 82 game regular season. But it is the games where you're playing the Blue Jackets, even though they came back and almost won that game. But you're you're playing the Sabres and and you look fucking terrible. Like that those are the games that kind of hurt, but I don't know. Like you're just going to lose to shitty team sometimes like they're playing Columbus two two out of the next oh, three my like God. You, you and I were were uh lamenting the Nashville Predators on a Saturday night yeah Columbus Blue Jackets in Columbus on hockey night in Canada yeah. oh my God I saw that and was like really so let's see like let's see what happens in those games man well hopefully Honestly, getting your doors blown off by the Buffalo Sabres might not be the worst thing heading into Columbus on a Saturday two days before Christmas. Yeah. Like, let's go on the Christmas break here. On And then they got Ottawa the following Wednesday, who has, like we just who we just said, always plays them tough. Yeah. Yeah, their schedule's kind of, after, after that, they kind of just run the gamut of random teams for a bunch of random Western Conference teams in all of January. Mm. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 888- 789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 
on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Let's talk about Austin Matthews. 26 goals. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Austin Matthews. And the reason why I wanted to talk about him was two, three weeks ago, I sat here and said, I want more from this guy. I want more from him. And he's such a mind fuck for me because sometimes I watch him and I want more. And I like, I don't know if that's a fair take or not, but that's just how I feel. Well, you, you want him. You want him to be someone who dominates, doesn't blend into games. I think sometimes you like, he gets the McDavid comparison rightly or wrongly. Yeah. And I do think to a degree it is, it is wrong sometimes because I think Matthews is more of an OV than he is a Sid. Yeah, you said, I think I think you hit the nail on the head a couple of weeks ago when we did talk about that, that we got to stop looking at him in that light because the guy's 26 goals. He's on pace for 70 goals. He's on a better pace to break Gretzky's goal record than OV was. And the amount of games they've played, I think he's played around like 300 something games. Yep. You know, like you want more from the guy, but at the end of the day, he's arguably the most prolific goal scorer to like ever play the game. You know, at this so point like, in his generation, sometimes for sure. I just feel like a fucking idiot saying that. Well, no, I but, think, but everyone, but the diehards know like what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. But I, but I'm not, it's just, I sometimes I feel like I need to chill a little bit because what more can you really ask? From a guy than being on Wayne Gretzky's fucking goal pace. You know what I mean? Well, I think, like I said, I think we need to shift our mentality when it comes to him. And he's not somebody, even the way he plays, right? It's he he gets the McDavid comparison because they're they're drafted close to each other, not in the same draft, but like they're they're the same era. The same age. It's just one guy was born earlier in the year. Yes, yes. But they get the same, like they get lumped together, especially because they both play on Canadian teams, whatever. But they're not they're not anywhere close to the same player. Like Matt Austin Matthews is not gonna take the puck from he one end not, of the ice yeah. and deke through the team and put and bury one like that. He's, He's not, not gonna do that. He doesn't play. Austin with the Matthews pace. is a shooter. That, like, and when it's going, it's going for him. Like the, the goal he scored, the first goal against Buffalo, he just turned around and threw that thing at the net and yeah. it had eyes. Yeah. Like, no how, one even touched it. No. Yeah. Like the the dude is one with the force right now. Like yeah. he is he is feeling it and he is seeing it and yeah I think we need to look at him and and you can argue about the money because I think when you start trying to say well let's not necessarily compare him to McDavid people go well he gets paid more than McDavid it's like yeah but that's that's the economics of the league like that's just that's just the reality if you have a franchise player who produces points at the clip and scores goals at the clip this guy does He's in the conversation with the highest paid guys in the league, even though he doesn't quote unquote dominate 200 feet, which even then is ridiculous to say, because I think the dude defensively, he's their best defensive centerman. Yeah. I mean, he's their best defensive centerman in his own end. Yeah. Again, I think it's just so much of sports is just being stuck in your market. Yep. And maybe I should just throw on a, throw on a, pick a team 
<laughs> like on a Red Wings game and follow them and see if I, I can be as happy with any of their players as I am watching Austin Matthews. I feel like we just we just watch every Leaf game, every Leaf game, every Leaf game. And you try to catch other NHL games as much as you can, but you're just not invested in them. You can have like I can't throw on any game and just be like right into it. It's just I'm a Leaf diehard, so it's sometimes I think that I can be a little unfair towards them, but I feel like the diehards know what I mean, though. It's like. You haven't seen that playoff performance. You haven't seen like that. I thought he was pretty good against yeah, but not Tampa. signature game. Yeah, I was yes. sitting with a bunch of buddies last night. Yeah. We were talking about all the f- excuses yeah. for why they've lost in the playoffs over the past couple of years. Like Phil Deneau shut him down. Yes. Like, yes, it's just like he hasn't. When, when is Austin Matthews put the team on his back. Yeah, yeah, put a game on his back, and we won this series. We won this game because Austin Matthews was so fucking good that we could not be denied. Yes. Like, that's that's all I'm missing, which yeah. may not be fair, but well, that's what I mean when I want more at the end of the day. And he's still, he's still, like, he's 26. He's he's entering, like, he is in the prime of his career right now. Yeah. The thing that I'm really happy with is how well him and Willie are playing together because it kind of just like we need to get away from being so reliant on Mitch Marner. I thought the Marner Tavares Bertuzzi line was electric in the first period against Buffalo. They were generating offense, they were forechecking high quality, high danger scoring chances, and then them, like the rest of the team, packed it in after Elias Samsonov shit the bed. But I'm happy that. Because that's another thing that always drove me nuts is this narrative of, well, he's got to play with Marner. It's like, no, he doesn't. He should be able to drive his own fucking line. Yeah. Like, full stop. You could even make the argument if they went out and got another winger somewhere of shifting Marner down, because you know how much I love the marner domi Nice line of moving that around a little bit and letting him drive his own line. That's that's pie in the sky, not realistic. But yes, these guys need to drive their own line. I'm really happy with how well him and William Nylander are playing together. Yeah, like you've kind of. I think I think a Sid when I think of like a centerman who never really had a list wingers. Like he's always had weird guys saddling him. Well, that was career. that was Tavares's rep for years in in yeah, Long yeah, Island. Yeah, was you could guys. put anybody with him, and yeah. he would he would make them into a superstar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I just again the lines. Oh my, like there's only so much line talk I can uh, I can endure. I, at some point, Marner and Matthews will be on the same yes. line again this yes. season. That yes. bank on that. Yes, and it's it, that's just inevitable that they're all Marner and Nylander are always going to flip flop. Based on how the team's playing. <laughs> like, like <laughs> The best was last week. You're like, we just talk about this because there's nothing else yeah, to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Like, they're just grasping. The line dissection. It's just such a long season. Yes. And, like, we all know that they are just going to make the playoffs in the second or third spot in the division. Mm. And they're going to play Florida. Florida. They're yeah. going to play Tampa. Yeah. But... Before all that happens, we got we got to go from the week to week grind. Yeah, we got to sit, and it's like, and yeah, they just lost two games in a row. But we know it's not a huge I'm deal. I'm not freaking. Yeah, I'm not freaking. Yeah, it's out. not a huge deal. No. Like whatever. So it's what they've been on a what, really good run here, and they like they lost their starting goalie. Their their other starting goalie is a fucking gas can. You've got a veteran guy in there. You've still got injuries up and down your defense. 
it's I'm not gonna sit and panic. Yeah, I'm not gonna. You know what though? They have actually been like the, sometimes I look at the NHL standings and I get kind of confused because OT losses are like so big for picking up extra points as the Leafs have proven this season. And even the Bruins, they got the same amount of OT losses the Leafs do. But if you really look at it, they're almost like a 500 hockey team. Like they're really 16 and 14. You know, like that's that's where the NHL's OT loss thing kind of mind fucks me a bit. It's like if you look at their schedule, there's a lot of L's on there. They haven't really been their their best. They they went on a four game winner during the when they went to Sweden. They ended that, and then other than that, they've kind of been like win win two, lose one, win two, lose like yeah, you know. But that's the league, though. I know it's Jonas the- and and Myrtle were talking about this on on the Leaf Report, which is like there's no if you look around the league right now, who's the team? Like pull up. Pull up, Ron and I have it in front of here. If you're watching at home, pull them up. Pull up the the standings in the Eastern Conference. Who's the team in the Eastern Conference right now that you're just like, ooh, they're the team to beat? Like the Rangers have a good record. We've seen the Rangers twice yeah, now. But we 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 pointed out while watching that game that that that's they have a lot of flaws in their well, game. That's the thing. You know? The Rangers yeah. have a good record, but they're not a team that I think is like they don't scare me. The Bruins are the Bruins. They've got nine. But we've seen the Bruins a couple times now, and the Leafs are not that far behind them. Only six points yeah. behind them. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no, it's wide open in the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah. And I, I mean, think I it, think the Bruins are still just the, the gold standard. Yeah, but standard. what happened in the playoffs last year? What yeah, happened? But that was the, we've year. seen that narrative before, though. We've seen the, we've seen the, the President's Trophy winners go into the playoffs and get bounced. Tampa's done it. Look at the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, the top of the. I think top it's, of the Pacific. I, I think the 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 best team in the NHL is the Vegas Golden Knights. Yes, and I think the Bruins are just like the gold standard. I know they got dipped, but well, I think that was just one of those. Like we've seen that a lot. Remember when? Remember when the Ducks in like '03 swept the the Wings? Yeah. Like you know, like that that shit happens. happens yeah. You know, when you when you dominate. Oh, maybe this year going through a little more adversity and but I lost two in a row. Like I've it, I've sat here for weeks and said, you know, I don't want to see Brad Tree Living blow his brains out to go and get a defenseman. Like I don't want you to trade the farm. No, I don't want you to do anything like that. But I mean, you look around and it's like they're pretty. They're I, they got a shot. If you get in more than ever this year, if you get in, it's a roll of the dice. But the the Florida Panthers like barely snuck in last year. Yes. They got like they snuck well, in because this, the Penguins shit the bed. Yeah. Well, and then they, look what happened. They just flipped on a dime and they became a borderline juggernaut. Yeah. And like, this you is know? where this is where you're going to get into the playoffs and then the way you play the game changes. Yeah. And that's why a team like Florida, even though they're tied with the Leafs and, and are six points behind the Bruins, that's why I love their chances getting into the playoffs because of the way they play. Like they will be a tough out again yeah. for like anyone. Turned, like, dude, they, they, they kick the shit out of the Leafs, man. That was, that was like, that was tough to watch. Yeah. I was spazzing, you know, it's just, <laughs> you were, spazzing. you know, like I, I, I don't want to see them trade anything for anybody man i just don't think it's there's not a guy out there who's going to come in here and make a difference i know it's Especially exciting when i think i think they need two guys yeah too. i know it's exciting and like you could always make the argument that 
Like this is our window. We have to go for it. Well, but Kyle, we all but we know it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Kyle man. Dubis kind of conditioned this fan base. And this isn't a cr- uh, knock on Kyle Dubis because I I was I look forward to it every year too. But Kyle Dubis kind of conditioned this fan base that they're going to make like I hear people all the time going well, you know, post deadline, this team won't look the same. It's like how how different are they really gonna look? Yeah, last like, year was was pretty. Like, yeah, they, last they year was like, yes. like yeah, they yes. like replaced they, they, half they the redid the roster. The roster yeah. But that's not happening this year. No, it's like okay, so they go and get Chris Tanev. Who like how yeah. different is that really gonna make them? Yes, it will improve their defense. You're, you're subbing out a non NHL defenseman in a Connor Timmins, say, and subbing in an NHL defenseman in Chris Tanev. Sure, makes the defense better. But I don't think I don't. I just it always bugs me when I hear people say it all the time. Like turn on any sports talk radio show in this city, whether it's the host, the guest, always it's well you know post deadline. You got you got to believe that this team will look different post deadline. Yeah. It's like not really. The deadline's so far away. Too. Yes, not people really. Just, like, talk about trades and what teams are going to get. Well, There's never any trades. This, you know this what? Time. You, you know what? If I can get on, if I can get on my soapbox here for a minute, okay. Yeah, you're, you're like, oh god, no, no, no. Where's he going with this? We saw more coaches fired in the last few weeks. Okay. You and I have sat here. And when we make the case for removing Sheldon Keefe, we say, what else can you do? This league sucks. The salary cap, it's, 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 it's fucking terrible. Like you, you can't make a trade. You can't like, it's, it's brutal. So that's why coaches like I saw David Amber said it before the game of something crazy in the last like two, three years, like 29 coaching changes have been made because it's all teams can do. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, the deadline's so far away. And we know sitting here like, well, that's the only chance that they're going to make a trade this year. Like there's no trade coming next week or next month. Like it's, it's going to happen closer to the deadline because everyone needs to make the money work, buyers, sellers, what have you. And it just damages the fucking product. And you say, you just said a few minutes ago, like when you're talking about us looking at the Leafs through a microscope and how we don't pay attention to other teams. It's like, yeah, we don't pay attention to other teams because this this is the NHL is a fucking terrible product. Yeah. So we have a passion as Toronto Maple Leaf fans, and that's why we follow the team and watch every game because we love this team. But this league, fuck, this league is awful. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. It's a terrible, terrible product. Like the salary cap. Well, even look, I was listening to Luke Fox talk about this, and I I totally agree. It's if you're if you're thinking ahead about the Samsonov Jones decision when Wall comes back, whoever you put on waivers, you would think would get picked up, but like and they but the, the Hurricanes put Anti Ranta on waivers and no one picked him up because everyone's capped out. Yes, so it's like you put Samson, you wave Samsonov. That's the team wants to pick up three million. Like no, 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 no one fucking no one could do that. No, like it's it's everybody's just capped out everybody's strapped everybody has a bad contract a lot of these other teams too don't have the like they put the Elliot Friedman called it the poison pill they put the the poison pill and Marty Jones thing with the hundred thousand dollar bonus so and I know that doesn't count against the cap maybe it does I don't know but other teams don't even that's a hundred grand and a lot of these other teams are like yeah no not uh yeah not like people, yeah, for that. everybody's yeah, capped it's, out, it's, man. It's ter- like it's it's a fucking terrible product, and it's like, yeah. oh wow, 
cool. There's parody. That's great. Parody in the NHL is boring. Yes. But yes. like to me, I'm actually really enjoying the parody in the NFL this year because I care about way more games in week 17 than I ever have before. Cause you have all those, the mushy middle in the NFL is more exciting. The, NF, the NFL Who came up with mushy middle, by the know. way, why did the I just NFL, say that? The NFL in the, I, I don't like when people compare to the NFL cause the NFL is just such its own unique thing with yeah. the, it's only 17 games. It's one game a week, whatever these teams play all the time. It would be so much more interesting if deals were actually happening. Yeah. It would just be or like the Leafs could like do what the Dodgers just did with yes, Otani yes. and defer some guys contract yes. 10 years. Like so really, much. really it's just big market problems. And, like, well, yeah. Well, and then the problem people is in Carolina. don't give a shit about the salary cap. That's what, you know, like these we're off, we're off on this like league rant right now, but th- then people will go, Oh, you know, the, the, the poor teams, like the Senators, and the Sabers, and some of these other the Blue Jackets, like some of these other teams being like, yeah, well, you, you can, know, we you... do we do it to make it like spread the wealth out, right? That's why the salary cap exists. That's why these teams share revenue. But it's like this league's already watered down anyway. Like there's too many fucking teams. That's why when I hear them talking about, oh, oh we're gonna expansion, like, yeah, oh yeah, my god, yeah, this yeah. product is already brutal, yeah. and you're gonna make it worse. Yeah, expansion is. Wild, yeah, it's, it's insanity. Crazy. It's yeah. insanity for a, a sport that, for the most part, is still very much a niche sport in the United States. Yeah. I, anyways, don't ever get me started Cra- on this crazy talk yeah. about expansion. It man. is, it's crazy. So yeah. it's just like you know what, you know what, you know what. The only thing in expansion that I would find interesting is if they decided they ever wanted to do another team here. Yeah. That would be the only expansion possibility that would. Get my interest up a little well, bit. Well, it's so funny because it'd be so interesting, and it would give us so much to talk. Well, about. this is why the the powers that be in the NHL are so fucking eye rolling. Because if you want to talk about generating revenue for the league, why don't you pick the fucking Arizona Coyotes out of the university campus they're playing on, <laughs> and make and take that franchise and make it a second Ontario franchise? There's your money. Yeah, move it to Quebec City. That move would to, be yeah. That that's the only expansion like. Why 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 did why would you have a team in Montreal and then a team in Quebec City? Like if that already didn't work. Like are, let's actually try to throw another franchise here and see what happens. Yeah, it'd be it would give us more to talk it about. Sure honestly. Would. It I, like, sure I would, would actually watch the games. Yeah, it sure would. You know, like and watch them they'd have an expansion draft, they'd pick a bunch of nobodies. And then they'd be, they'd turn into the Vegas Golden Knights. There's some people. Be, there's some people who who think that that is an inevitability one day. I don't know. Anyways, dude, they've been how long have they, they've been talking about that since I was a fetus. Yeah. Like you know, like that's. I I get off on these league tangents, but it's just like to bring this full circle. The reason why I rant rave about that is because like we just know we're locked into this group of guys. Yeah. Essentially, for the rest of the like what Kyle Dubas did last year. Like, say what you want about him, and say what you want about giving up assets. For him to do what he did at the deadline last year, which is remake the team basically on the fly in this modern game and modern cap world is extremely impressive and not something you see all the time. Yeah. And it's not something we're going to see this year. Best case this year, they they go and pick up a Chris Tanev, which I mean, perfect, yes. But at the end of the day, the team that we're watching night in and night out, in my opinion, will essentially be the same team minus 
one or two pieces that plays game one against the Florida Panthers. Yeah, no, he did do a good job of doing that. And that was very exciting. And honestly, every move he made over the past several deadlines, I was excited about yes. like go back in the archives, but they all proved to mean nothing in the end. And then so you gave up a lot of picks. And at the time it's like, whatever, they're just picks, but you've kind of run out of that. Those picks they give up, well, man. Like and- eventually it's like this. This is always exciting. It always seems like a good idea. And like, it probably is a good idea, but it never works. So it's like, if I'm Brad, I'm looking at the past being like, well, it never worked for Kyle. And this is the same group of dudes. So why, why am I giving up more picks? Just we'll end on this, especially like I've said a couple of times, you've got the Nylander situation. You've got the Marner situation. You've got the cap going up. You've got Tavares contract coming off your books in a year and a half there's just a lot on the horizon that is going to give you a chance to organically remake your team with available money you have to spend. So let's not, again, let's not mortgage the future and trade away one of our prospects, one of our Mintons or Cowans or someone who who this organization, a hill to be someone who this organization covets to get fucking Chris Tanneth. Yeah, like we're getting, I, I want... An elite defenseman. And if I'm not getting that, I, 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 you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, this will be our last episode before Christmas because Christmas is in three days. What did you ask? Uh, what did you ask Santa for? More talking buds content. More talking buds content. Leafs get a few days off after Saturday. They don't play again until Wednesday. Yeah. Blue Jackets, Senators, Blue Jackets. Yeah. <laughs> Both games in Columbus. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm. Could you imagine how much more interesting would this little stretch of Blue Jackets be if Babs didn't get himself fired? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm penciling in December 30th for Elia Sampson. I was next start. So. Yeah. Let's see what uh, let's see yep. what happens. Well, I mean, or maybe you go, you put him in the Friday night against. But I don't know. I'm with him. It doesn't matter. O- opponent. It doesn't matter anymore. No, no. It does. It really doesn't matter. No. All right. We're gonna get out of here. Thanks, everyone, for checking us out. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Every little bit helps. All the comments. We love each and every one of them. Have a great holidays. We'll see you guys next week.